That was a pretty good invention, right? The turn signal? Yeah. Hey, good to see you today. Uh, we do st- start a new series called Life Hacks. I'll get there in just a moment. I'll explain this in just a moment, so just stick with me for a second. One of the things we would love for you to do, though, if you have life hacks, things that you do in life that are like, hey, save time or money or whatever it may be, please send that to us, media at thejourneynova.org. We would love to have that. Just videotape yourself doing that on your phone. Send it to us. We'll edit it. Don't worry about that, um, but we'll take care of that. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, glad to see you today. If this is your first time here, welcome to The Journey Church. One of the things that we invite you to do is to check us out for five weeks. Uh, We find that over the course of five weeks, you get a really good idea if we're the place that you need to be in for your spiritual journey right now. And so check us out for five weeks. If it fits for you, stick around, stay around here. Let us get you connected. If it doesn't, promise I make, come find me. I will help you find a church locally here that may fit better for where you are. So, uh, But we just invite you to try us out for five weeks as this new year begins. Now, if you were here with us last week, uh, if you are here today, which you are because you're sitting here, right? And as you look around at our parking, if you've got kids downstairs, you know how packed and crazy it is. And so next Sunday, next Sunday, we move to three services here at The Journey. Yes. For you, it's exciting. Yes. I'm kidding. Our staff is so pumped about this, I promise you. But uh, next Sunday, we start three services, 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m., Um, And we're, I mean, honestly, we are so excited for what God's doing here. We want to make more space for people. And so one of the things we're doing here, we got something that we're asking you to do. In your seats today, as you walked in, you found this little card. Um, And on this card, it says, I, we will open a seat by attending service at 8.30 a.m. or 11.30 a.m. for four months. Um, Some of you probably didn't notice this unless you're sitting right here. Uh, There's a seat that's empty right here. And somebody's like, somebody forgot to put a seat here. We took that seat out on purpose. Now, somebody's got like exit row seating today right in the middle, and that doesn't normally happen. But um, that seat is actually going to be out in our lobby as you finish. We're inviting you, 125 of you actually, this counts kids, to move to one of those two services. We know our 10 o'clock service is going to be the service that we're going to see the most people at. And so we're inviting you to come to 830 or to 1130 for four months to open up more seats for more people, just like Gary said, so more and more people can know the love of Jesus. And so we'd love for you to fill this out, put your name on there, put the number of people in your family, and as you leave today, that chair is going to actually be out in the middle of the lobby, so you, you, you can't pass it by. Now, if all 210 people in here put their names in there, we'll, we'll get back to you, like, hey, can some of you actually move back to the 10 o'clock service? But, um, but we're inviting you to do that because God's doing some cool stuff here, and we get to be a part of that. Now, the other piece to this is on Saturday evening next week, I think it's from 6 to, yeah, 6 to 7 p.m., there's going to be a prayer time here at The Journey. Uh, there's going to be some stations set up, just some, some chances for us to pray over what God is doing here, and that God will fill these seats with more and more people who can take their next steps towards Jesus. And so we invite you to come and be a part of that next week, too. Cool things are happening here. Let, let me pray. And then we'll, we'll go to work this morning. God, you are an amazing God. You work in incredible ways. And we thank you for uh, the things that you're doing here in this place. Um, we have zero control over it, God. It, it is you at work. And we're just following you and how you lead. And so, God, we're excited about this next phase in the life of the journey. And we pray for your continued blessings on it, that more and more people, that more and more seats would be filled uh, so more and more people can take their next steps towards Christ. And so we just lift that up to you, God. 
We lift up our, our faith to you. We lift up um, the, the opportunity to, to learn and to grow in wisdom from you. And God, we just pray for your blessings as we move ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today we do start a new series called Life Hacks, and some of you are very familiar with Life Hacks because you put these into practice, and others of you may not be familiar with Life Hacks. So let me give you a quick little definition. We're going to throw it up on the screen here. Here's the definition of, of what Life Hacks are. Life Hacks are simple or clever tips or techniques for accomplishing familiar tasks. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about some things in life that we are connected to and, and some clever tips or techniques that we can use to, to maybe make those tasks or those parts of our life a little bit better. And so we're going to talk about time. We're going to talk about stress. We're going to talk about generosity. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about God. And my, my biggest hope out of this isn't that you just get something you can practically do, but, but as we go through this, we become closer to Jesus because of what we're talking about in this series. And so today we're going to begin with something I think all of us would say we would love to have more of, and that's time. And so our life hack today is hacking time. Now, if you look at the people around you, here's the crazy part. If you look at everybody beside you, there's one thing all of us have in common. We all have the same amount of. In fact, there are 7.7 billion people on this earth, okay? Every single one of us on this earth have the same thing in common, and it's time. We all have the same amount. Every day, we have 24 hours. Every week, we have 168 hours. You can keep doing the math. I didn't want to keep going beyond that, but you can keep doing the math beyond that. This is the amount of time that you and I have given to us. And no one has more, and no one has less. But I think every one of us in here would say, if I could just get a little more time, then my life wouldn't be so crazy. And so over the next few moments, we're going to talk about hacking time. Now, have you ever noticed how conscious we are of time? It's one of the reasons that we wear watches, right? We, we want to know what time it is, and so we're always looking to see what time it is. Maybe for you, if you've got a smart watch, you can just ask it. You don't even have to look anymore like, hey, Siri, what time is it? And Siri tells you what time it is. We, we carry these. Hey, Siri, what time is it? She just told me what time it was. I thought I had turned her off, but anyway. <laughs> but we use these things too, right? How many of us look at these more for time than we do actually make phone calls on them? We don't even know how to make phone calls on these things anymore, right? But we have our, our smartphones that are nearby that we use. We, we have clocks in our gyms. We have clocks in every room in our house. We have clocks in our cars. They're on our appliances. They're in our school our classrooms. They're, they're in the places that we work. There are clocks everywhere. And the reason is we always want to know what time is it. We always want to have access to time. Now, here's the funny part. Even when time is consistent, we still want to know what time it is. Some of you are sitting here right now, and you're already looking at your watch. You're like, how long is this guy going to go today? <laughs> is he going to be right at an hour? Is he going to go over? Are we going to be here a lot longer than we normally are? Here's the deal. If you've been here, you know we're right about 60 minutes every single week. We might go a minute or two over, a minute or two under, but it's pretty consistent. And yet we'll sit here, and we'll keep looking at our clock and wondering, what time is it? We're so conscious of the time that we have around us. And we always ask that question that you see up on the screen up there. What time is it? And the reason we ask this question is because, we, again, we feel like we have so little of it. I want to do a little informal survey. I want you to raise your hand if you feel like every day, week, month, year, you have enough time to do everything that you need to get done. Anybody in here? 
One person, two people. All right, you guys are time management people. That's all you do. You manage your time. But for the rest of us, we're like, can we come and talk to you? Would you give us some advice on how to find more time, right? This is what we do. We are wondering out, what are we going to do with our time? Because we don't have enough of it. And we're always looking for more of it. Some of you in here, you already have life hacks when it comes to time. There are things that you have put into practice to help you have more time in your life. For instance, you've decided you're going to get up 30 minutes earlier. Maybe you used to get up at 6, and now you get up at 5.30. Maybe you used to get up at 5.30, now you get up at 5. You're like, if I get up 30 minutes earlier, that's going to give me 30 more minutes to get done everything that needs to get done. And so you get up earlier. That's your time hack. For others, maybe that you turn off your notifications on your phone. You turn off the notifications for mail. You turn off the notifications for text messages. My wife, Kara, and I, we have two teenage girls, and supposedly they're in school all day. They're in high school. We get text messages all day long. Like, aren't you supposed to be in class? Why are you on your phone? And it's never anything important. It's like, hey, how are you guys doing? What's going on? What are we doing for dinner? What's happening tomorrow? It's like, leave us alone. So sometimes we turn off the notifications. If there's a problem, the school will call us. That's the way we look at it. But anyway, maybe you turn off your notifications. Maybe you stopped watching TV. Like, man, I'm not going to watch TV anymore. I'm going to do something more constructive and creative in that time. And some of you do something really, really gross. You brush your teeth while you're in the shower. Nasty. But that's what you do because you're like, I'm going to save time. It really doesn't save you any time. But that's what you say. I'm going to save time. I'm going to do this. And so you brush your teeth when you're in the shower. Why? We're always looking for ways to save time, to find more time. But in the end, even if we do these hacks, do we really have more time? Because here's what we do. We may open up some space. We may open up a few moments in our calendar. And instead of resting, instead of catching our breath, instead of taking a break, we just shove something else into its place. This is how we live our lives. That's why the number one answer that we get when we ask somebody, how are you doing? It's always, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I've got this work trip going on, and my kids have these activities that, that are happening, and I've got this new plan and project I've got to put to place, and we're remodeling our house, and I'm going to be on this space flight. I mean, we just throw all this stuff that we can into our calendar, and we just pack it, and so we're like, I'm just so busy. But here's the deal. We go on vacations, and we go on vacation, and vacation is meant to rest, to relax, Catch our breath. We come back. People are like, how was your vacation? You're like, oh, we did so much stuff. We were so busy. Here's what we say. I need a vacation from my vacation, right? Why? Even when we're on vacation, we don't know how to stop. We keep throwing more and more into our calendars. We have become captive to our time. I want to read this passage this morning. It's out of 2 Thessalonians. I'm going to start reading it. Some of you are like, I think you picked the wrong passage. I think you're reading the wrong thing. Just stay with me, okay? But if you have your Bible, you can turn to 2 Thessalonians. We're going to spend a, a moment there. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, starting with verse 11. If you don't have it, we're going to put it up on the screens. You can follow along on our Journey Church app and also on your program. And you can take notes there this morning. But here's what it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, starting with verse 11. Paul is this apostle. He started these churches, and he's a pastor. And here's what he writes. He says, We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They're not busy. They're busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. 
And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Let me put this in the context of what Paul's writing to here. If we go back to the book of Acts, Jesus is going back into heaven. He's like, hey, I'm coming back soon. I'm going to go hang out with my dad. I'm going to go spend some time with God, and then I'm going to come back soon. And so here are these followers of Christ. They hear this, and they're like, wow, this means he's coming back soon. And so as the church begins to expand, as more and more people come to follow Christ, as, as what happened on that particular day is being told, people are like, well, we got to prepare for this. And so here's what they do. They quit their jobs. They sell their businesses. They get rid of their property. And now they're just kind of hanging out because what are they doing? They're waiting. So they're just kind of waiting around like, okay, Jesus, I took all these steps. Now, where, where are you? When you come back? I mean, I know it's not going to be a month. I know it's not going to be like two weeks. Are you coming back today? Hey, Jesus, what, what about now? What about now, Jesus? Okay. And, and so what we find are these people have nothing to do. When we have nothing to do and we have idle hands, we usually find things to do. Now, the people in this setting, they were finding things to do that weren't healthy. They were spreading rumors. They were telling gossip. Um, they were getting in everybody else's business. And so the, the church at the very beginning was really kind of struggling. There was this tension that was there because you had these people who were doing their normal stuff. And you had this other group that thought, well, Jesus is coming back imminently. So I'm just going to go ahead and prepare for that. And so you had these struggles that were there. And Paul calls these individuals busybodies. You see that on the screen. You hear that. And you're like, uh, what are you talking about? I'm busy. Like, I'm important. I got a really big role here in the nation's capital. I, I do a lot of big things. And my family's got all these things that are going on. We really are busy. We're not busy bodies. But, but I wonder how much of our being busy really is just us being busy bodies. Because what do we do? We might hack time, but we just shove something else into that slot. I mean, do we really need one more board to be a part of? Do our kids really need to do one more activity at this time of year? Do we really need to take one more business trip? But that's what we do, right? We find these empty holes, and, and we try to hack our time, and we say this is for rest. We say this is so I'm not going to be so busy. And yet all we do is we shove more stuff into our calendars. I've kind of wondered why is that the case. And I know there are reasons for that. Some of us just don't want to be lazy. I get that. But I think the biggest reason is we fear rest. We fear quiet. Because those moments where we just kind of stop and we've got a hole in our calendar and there's nothing going on, so many times we start thinking about our lives. We think about our choices and our decisions and our past and our baggage. And, and man, we don't like what we see. And so we decide, well, I'm just going to keep busy because if I can stay busy, I'm not going to think about those things. I think our busyness really is the white noise of our lives. That what we do is we focus on being busy all the time. So we don't have to think about the, the past. We don't have to deal with the decisions in life. And it really is that white noise that kind of blocks, blocks those things out. And so in our lives, we stay busy. And that's why we ask that question, what time is it? Over and over and over again. Because I got a schedule. I got a calendar. I got to make sure something is going on at all times in my life. 
I believe we asked the wrong question, though. Not what time is it, but what am I doing with the time that I have? What am I doing with this time that I have? How am I using it? How am I spending it? In the book of Matthew, there's a teaching that Jesus gives called the Sermon on the Mount, and he's given all these different types of teachings, but I think he speaks to this question for us today. If you scoot back to Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 19, here's what we read. Jesus says, Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. As we read that, I think Jesus definitely asks this question, what are you treasuring? What are the things in your life do you treasure? What do you love most? What's most important to you and to me? Now, for you, it may be success. And so if success is most important, then we're going to spend a lot more hours doing work. If money or wealth is important, we're going to do everything we can to accumulate more of it. If your home's the most important thing to you, you're going to keep remodeling it over and over and over again because you're never going to be satisfied with it. And so the question is, what are the things that are most important to us? Now, Jesus doesn't ask this question, but I believe as we look through this, this really is where Jesus is going. What are your priorities? As you look at your life, as you think about your life, what are your priorities? Because here's the deal. Whatever our priorities are, that's what we treasure. And whatever we treasure, Jesus says that's where your heart is, that that's the most important thing to you. So what are the things in our life that are priorities for us? Because here's my guess. If we really were honest, our priorities are a mess. We're so used to being busy and busy bodies and filling our calendar full of all kinds of different things to do that, that we forget about the things that really should be most important to us. And we don't spend time in the priorities of life. This morning, um, I told you I have a little visual here. Some of you, you maybe have seen this before in a church. Maybe you've seen it in the work world. It's nothing crazy. It's not a magic show, as somebody was saying earlier, so don't worry about that. But uh, I think this exemplifies kind of our lives and the way things are in life. Uh, these two containers here, we're just going to call these time, okay? And, and they're the same height, right? They're the same everything here, same volume, everything. Um, th- this is time. This is time for you and me. This is our 24 hours, 168 hours a week, right? 24 hours a day, 168 hours a week. Um, we all have the same amount of time. We just talked about that. 7.7 billion people all have the same amount of time. Then over here, and here too, we have these little pebbles. And, and these pebbles, they represent just what life is, right? This is everything that we have to do. This is everything that we need to do. This is everything that we want to do. And so this is email and social media and eating and groceries and paying the bills and, whoop, lost one there, just putting back in there. So we've got all these things. This is just life, right? And then we have these rocks, and these rocks are the priorities. These are the things that you and I would say, man, these are the most important things in, in my life. But, but let me show you how this normally works. And again, some of you may have seen this before. Um, for most of us, this is the way that life goes and time goes for us. Here's our time. And again, it's limited. There, there's a, a cap to this. 
what we do is we do everything else first. These are all the things that we have to do, that we need to do, that even that we want to do. And, and so we begin to do those. And we just spend our time, we spend our days making these things happen over and over and over again. And for some of us, it doesn't really change day to day. It's the same stuff. But that's the way our life is, right? This is our calendar. It's full. There's so much to do. But then we sit back and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Man, there are some things that are really important to me. You know, there's some things that I really treasure in life. There are some things that I say, hey, this is where my heart is. But we've done all this other stuff, and so here's what we'll do. Then we'll start to take those things we call priorities, and then we'll start to put them into our calendar. We'll start to put them into our time. And so we'll say, man, you know what? Relationships are important to me friendships, family, um, my kids. And, and so we start to, to put those priorities in there. And, and then we look and we say, you know what else is important to me? My, my, you know, maybe your marriage. My marriage is important. And so I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing everything I can to make my marriage healthy. And, and so you throw that priority in there. And then it's like, oh, there's me. You know, I got to take care of me, right? I've got to make sure that I'm healthy. And so we, we begin to stick that in there. We can already start to see that that what we want to do and what we want to accomplish and those priorities aren't really getting everything that they, they should get. And then we're like, well, I got a job. You know, I, I take care of the kids all day, whatever it may be. And so we're like, well, that's a priority. And so we throw that in there. And they're like, oh, God, got yep, got to throw God in. And so we kind of put God in there. And we look at it and we're like, wow. These things are supposed to be the most important things in my life. These are the things that I say that I treasure and are my priorities. They don't all fit. And some of us try to just go, I don't, this may not be good, I don't know, but we try to cram it in there, right? And we can't do that either. But we're like, but I got all these things that have to happen. I got to make sure that this happens and this happens. And, but I got these priorities and, and where's my time? Here's what takes place in this setting. Again, I think this is most of our lives. Um, something breaks, something falls apart. It's those relationships most of the time because we'll, we'll take all this other stuff. God, you know, man, marriage is great, but not that great. And, you know, uh, my job, I got to take care of my job. I got to take care of my kids. I'm, I've got plenty of time here, but, but that's not the reality. We got to take care of the marriage and we got to take care of ourselves and we got to take care of that relationship with God and we just don't have enough time. Again, I think this is the case for most of us. But I believe if we look at what Jesus said here in Matthew, there's this other side to this. Jesus says, where are your treasures? Where's your heart? What are your priorities? What if we change that? What if we begin to say, hey, I know I got all these things I need to do and have to do and want to do, but I also have these priorities that are really important to me. And what if we began to focus on those priorities? What if we began to say, hey, I'm going to take care of that relationship with my family. I'm going to make sure that I'm spending that, that time with my, my kids. And then I've got, um, I've got me. I, I want to take care of, of me. I want to make sure that I'm healthy. And so we start to work on that part of us. And, and then there's our marriage. If you're married, hey, my marriage is important, and that's a priority, and I want to, I want to spend my, my time there. And then there's, there's my job. There's a thing that I do on a consistent basis. I want to make sure that that's a priority too. And then, of course, I, I want to put God in there too. And so we throw God into the mix too. And, and then we say, okay, here's my priorities. This is everything that I have said is so important to me, everything that I want to focus on. And so we put those priorities first. And then we've got all these other things 
that we've looked at. Like, well, I still got the things I want to do and I have to do and I need to do. So how does that sort of play out for us? And so we begin to pour those things into our time frame and everything that we have going on. The emails, the cooking, the groceries, the bills, just life in general. And we keep pouring it in, we keep pouring it in, but we focus on those priorities first. And here's the crazy part. When we get finished, there's still some time that's left. And yet, this is the life that you and I live so often. Let's do everything else first, and then I'll put my time into my marriage. Let me get all this together first, and then I'll spend time with God. In the end, something's going to miss out. Something's going to be left out. Things are going to break. Over here, we're saying, hey, I'm going to put up my priorities and make them the treasures of my life. This is going to be what my heart desires, and then everything else will be taken care of. It's funny because that's what Jesus talks about here as we read this. Back to Matthew chapter 6, look at verse 25. It says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to them than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? This is our life, and you know why we get to this place? Because we're so worried. We're worried about being successful. We're worried about our finances. We're worried about making sure that we have the things that we, we need to live. And Jesus is like, look, that's not what you need to worry about. God takes care of the birds. God takes care of the flowers. Don't you think that you're a little bit more important than those things? Set your priorities right. What are those things that you treasure? What are those priorities? Look at verse 31. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Stop wasting your time. Things Jesus said. Stop wasting your time on things that aren't important. Stop, stop focusing on these things that aren't most important in your life. God will take care of you. And then here's the kicker. And Jesus really says, you want to make your list of priorities? Here's the number one priority. Look at verse 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. I think that for many of us, we are a part of the religion of busy. We worship it. Um, we bow down to it. We follow it. We're activists for it. We even give to it. But as we will find, if that's the religion that we follow, it's going to fall apart. And so those relationships that we say are important to us, they're going to break. That connection with God that we say, man, we really want to focus on this, guess what? It's not going to be there. And so through our lives, all these things that we say are important to us, when we're focused on the religion of busy, those things are going to break. It's great. We got all these other things done and our calendar's full. I feel great. I've accomplished some things, but have we really accomplished anything? Because in the end, all of this is broken. And I'm afraid sometimes that's the place we find ourselves. We find ourselves following the religion of busy. And so we go, 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 go. And Jesus is like, stop, 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 stop. Focus on what's most important in your life. 
Focus on those priorities, and God will take care of everything else. And here's how this works. Seek me out first. Make me central to that. Make me your number one priority, and watch how God will take care of everything else. Stop asking what time it is. I began to wonder, how am I spending my time? Now, as you look at this this morning, you may be thinking to yourself, what's the life hack here? I mean, can you give me something simple like, you know, brush your teeth in the shower, and that'll be fine. That'll take care of it all. If you want to do that, go home and try that. See, see if that works for you or not. But anyway, um, just make sure you take your toothbrush out when you finish. Um, so what's the life hack here? Here's the life hack. This is actually a multi-step life hack for today. Um, there's a question that we have to answer, or we have to ask ourselves and then answer. That the question is this, what are my top five priorities? I want you to think about your life and think about what are the top priorities for you? What are the things that you would say, man, these are the things that I treasure more than anything. These are the things that are most important to me. Now, look, you may function this way and you may say God and all these things and feel like this, but you know they're important, right? You, you know your marriage is important. You, you know that your relationships are important. Your job's important. But, but sometimes this is what we try to do. And, and the question is, what are those priorities? What are the most important things in your life? And then I'm going to give you these steps to take. List those five priorities out. Just, just write them down somewhere. And the next thing that I invite you to do is to put them in order of importance. What's most important to you? Out of all those things that you treasure, you say you treasure, all those things you say this is where my heart is, all those things that are priorities for you that you've listed, which one is most important to you? And put them in the list of importance. The next thing you do is grab your calendar. Whether you're old school and you still use paper or you, know, you go digital, whatever it may be, I want you to grab your calendar and then every day plan your day accordingly. Start to take these priorities and say, these are important to me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a little bit of time every single, every single day. As I was going through this message and kind of thinking through this and thinking about these priorities, I was asking myself, you know, what are my priorities? What's important to me? So I'm going to share these with you real quick and kind of give you some ideas of how I use them. For me, God has to be first, right? I mean, I... Being a pastor, that's important, but I'm a follower of Jesus, and that's really important, too. And I know the, the power behind that. So I've got to make God first in my life. I know the days that I do not put God first, they're stinky days, okay? I know that. And yet some days, you know what I do? I'm too busy to do that today. I, I don't have time to read a couple of verses out of Scripture and spend a little time in prayer. i got so much to do today. I'm just going to go to work. And I have terrible days when I do that. I know that every single time. When I just take a few moments, now sometimes it might be five minutes. If I take five minutes a day and I spend a little time with God, my day goes so much better. And even when things aren't good, they're not horrible. There's something about that connection with God. And so God has to be my number one priority. My second priority is my marriage. Um, I know and Kara knows we've got to find time every single day just to connect. Now, it may be a 30-minute, we're just going to sit on the couch, and we're going to watch a really dumb show on TV, but, but we're going to do that. Or, or maybe it's going to sit at the table, and we're just going to chat briefly. Or since we work together, maybe she comes to my office, or I go to her office, and we, we talk a little bit. We've got to make that connection, because my marriage is important. I think her marriage to me is important, too. Um, it is. I'm just kidding. It's a priority. We've got to make it a priority. Uh, a third priority for me is our kids. Uh, I've shared this before. But um, every single evening, we eat together as a family. Now, our kids are a little older, and there's lots of things going on. It doesn't happen every single day, but probably six out of seven days out of the week, 
for about 20 or 30 minutes, we sit down and we have dinner together. And so we get to connect with our kids and find out what's happening in their life. And they get to ask us questions. And we can laugh at each other. And we can get mad at each other. I mean, just, just a time to interact. And so this is important to us. That's a priority. And we do that. I know another priority for me is me. To be sane. To, to do what I do. I, I've got to work out. And so I've got to go to the gym. I've got to work out. But I also know I've got to have some me time. I call it some Chad time. Which that might just mean sitting on a, a chair for 15 to 20 minutes just to maybe read an article that has nothing to do with what I do for a living, or, or just to sit there, maybe even to close my eyes for 15 minutes and just rest. But I know I've got to do that, so I've got to focus on me. And then, uh, of course, the last thing is my job, which is kind of weird based on what I do and you do, because my job is the church. And, and so I know that I've got to make sure that that's a priority. But that also means that I can't make that the number one priority, because sometimes for me, the church can become more important than God, and I have to be careful with that. But, but I understand that, and so that means I've got to make sure that I'm setting a calendar and a schedule up that allows me to do my job and to do it well, but that also allows me to do everything else that I want to focus on. Those are my priorities. I, I don't know what they are for you. Maybe they're very similar. But what I want us to do is to know what those priorities are and begin to spend a little bit of time every single day just focused on what's most important, focused on those treasures. And what does God do? God takes care of everything else. God takes care of everything else. Some of us in here have experienced a phenomenon where we stop thinking about how old we are, right? You know, when you're young, you're like, oh, man, I'm 25 today. I'm 26. I'm 30. I'm 31. You get older, you're like, oh, gosh, how much more time do I have left on this earth, right? Totally changes. And I think we get to that place because we look back and we think, has it been worth it? Because for many of us, this is the life that we lived, and now we're older, and some of those relationships are broken, and we're trying to reconnect and figure it out, and it doesn't mean our time's over with, does it? But what it does mean is that we're looking at our life and saying, what can I do with the time I have left? See, I think that's the question you and I all have to ask. What am I going to do with the time I have left? Whether we're 20 years old or we're 70 years old, what am I going to do with the time I have left? Am I going to focus on what's most important? And Jesus says, focus on what's most important, those treasures, those priorities. Don't worry about the success and the money and the home and all this. God's going to take care of you. And oh, by the way, you might even have a little time for yourself in here too. But focus on those priorities. As we think about hacking our time, as we think about this visual, as we kind of assess where are we in this, it takes me back to those words Jesus said there in verse 33. He said again, he said, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. What are you focused on? What's your treasure? What are your priorities? Jesus says, if you seek God out first, if you follow me, if you set your priorities right, God will take care of your needs. But are we too connected to the religion of busy to really worry about that and to focus on that? Or do we truly want to live out the teaching that Jesus gave us? And he promises God will take care of us if we focus on those treasures that are most important and are connected to God. That's why I love when we come together to take communion. 
every Sunday because it gives us that opportunity to, to be reminded. If we're a follower of Jesus, we may be living our life like this, and it may be crazy and busy, and, and these things are breaking that we say are most important. And, and God's like, no, remember you are a follower of Christ. Remember you are a lover of who Jesus is. And here's this incredible teaching for you to follow. Put your treasures where they're supposed to be. Make sure your priorities are where they're supposed to be. Seek out God first. What will God do? God will take care of the needs that you have. And so this morning, we're going to celebrate that together as we commune together with this bread and this juice. I'm going to invite you here in a moment. Uh, The band's going to lead us. We're going to sing with them. And and as you feel led, you can follow your row that you're sitting in. You're going to grab a piece of bread, and you're going to grab the juice, and you're going to take it back to your seats, and you're going to remain standing. And then we're going to take it together today. But, but as we sing, as we focus on this thought today, I, I pray and I hope that, that you and I will be different as we do everything we can to hack time. Maybe this morning you need prayer. Our prayer team will be back in the back, and they would love to pray over you. Just stop over there. Let them pray over you this morning. Uh, but I'm going to invite you to stand this morning as we commune together and as we sing together right now.